We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. I have a really important question for you. Are you ready? We're starting the podcast. Of course I'm ready. I'm laughing. I have a really important question for you. Ask me. Do you think Starship's Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now is exclusively about, like, romantic love? Or do you think it might just be about business partners? Like, are they embarking on a romantic journey together? Or are they maybe starting a smoothie shop? On the beach. Neither. Oh, really? Okay, tell me more. Well, I think it's like, it was about Andrew McCarthy's right to have a relationship with a mannequin. <gasps> yeah. I had forgotten. Uh, yeah. We're one of the worst movies ever made. But. But what? One of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> Kim so, Cattrall played uh, a mannequin who she, came to life. I really hated and her. And Andrew McCarthy. Hated her. Wanted to have sex with a mannequin. I hated her. All right, guys, hear me out. And only- There's a guy. <laughs> and he really wants to fuck this mannequin, see? <laughs> she just like, not like all the other mannequins, right. you know? Right, she's sexier. She's like a sexy mannequin. There's a, there's a little lilt in the corner of her so mouth. So here's some things to think about. On the one hand, <laughs> they say a lot of lines like hand in hand, heart to heart. Yeah. On the other hand, they say when this world runs out of lovers which makes me think they are something different than lovers right and they also say a lot of a lot of things like build this dream together uh-huh. standing strong forever forever <clears throat> that doesn't that's not what you say to your lover you don't say we're going to stand strong forever that's right. what you say to your business partner you're going to start a smoothie shop in santa monica well here, or you're going to fuck a mannequin but we're talking about the 80s here and we're talking about jewish white men songwriters wait was starship jewish uh, no. Oh, but the people who wrote it were Jewish? No, I just think that they didn't write their songs. Just Jewish people did? <laughs> well, they did. Is this based in fact? <laughs> or did you just bring Jewish people into this for no reason? <laughs> we are about to record an episode <laughs> about inappropriately assigning things to races. <laughs> and you have just inappropriately assigned the lyrics of, from Starship Jewish to Jewish people. Jewish men ruled Hollywood for a long time. Okay, but this is music. And we're talking about music for Hollywood. <laughs> but was that song written for Mannequin? <clears throat> of course. Okay. I don't know. I feel like you don't know what you're talking I about. I don't, but I just need you. Do you like how I'm mad that you don't know what you're talking about? Do you like how I'm mad that you don't know what you're talking about when I literally sprung this on you at the last <laughs> minute? Gentle listeners, before we started recording, uh huh. I'm not talking to you. Oh. Um, <laughs> By the way, welcome to Hot Drinks. My name is Brother Coffee. This is Sister Lad at Twain. This is a podcast about the music of Starship. And I have irritable larynx syndrome. Um, <clears throat> I said that really fast. ILS. Everyone knows what right, that is. Right, right. Um, Similar to ALS. Before, Jesus, before we started recording, like right before you hit record. Right. Um. You said, wait, I got to adjust my belt. And I said... I said, I got to take my belt off. I take my belt off. I said, are you really just adjusting your penis? And you went, well, sometimes it goes up inside of me. It's true. (laughs) That's how tucking works. (laughs) Except not really the penis, the balls. I just, you know. Anyway. I just want to make that clear because I feel like there are probably people who have heard drag queens talk about tucking. Yeah. They don't know what it means. Uh I did not know what it meant for a long time. 
I was like, did they just tape the whole thing back? No. What do they do? Well, they slide the balls up inside the cavity. Fuck! Oh my God! And then they tape the penis back. <laughs> so they basically push the balls up inside their pelvic cavity. How? What, it, but with the... Okay. Well, and, then they, just... and then they pull the penis back towards the butthole. <laughs> And they tape it with duct tape. I'm going to check my Instagram. And, that, <laughs> and that's tucking. And that's why they can look so smooth down there. Because the balls are inside their body. Anyway, I just wanted to clear that up for in case people were wondering. And we can build, build this dream together. Standing strong forever. Nothing's going to stop us now. Have you seen the movie um, Skeleton Key? Skeleton Twins? The Skeleton... <laughs> Wait, what's it called? <clears throat> Skeleton Twins, I think. Is it from the 80s? No, with Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader. And oh, they play yes! siblings. Yes. And they lip sync starships. Nothing's yes. going to stop us now yes, together. Yes, they do. And she won't <laughs> sing along until the line where she goes, oh, I can't know. I can't remember. Anyway. People say we're crazy or something. Anyway, it's oh, a great scene. What do they know? So, one of my comings and blowings is a recommendation. And it's the reason that I was thinking about Starship by, wait, thinking about. So you know they used to be Jefferson Airplane. And then they went to just. Jefferson. To uh, Starship. Jefferson Starship. And then just Starship. Oh, I didn't realize those were all the same group. Yeah. I don't know anything about music. Go ask Alice. So I, here's my comings and blowings. My house is controlled by robots. As you know, yeah. a robot named Suri. Tim Cook. And I just say, Suri, turn on the lights. You mean hey, Suri. Suri. I know, but I have to say Siri or else she'll actually start doing those things. Oh, that's right. Suri. That's how that works. Suri, what's the weather yeah. today? That's what I do when I wake up every morning. I just sit straight up in bed. Oh, she still thought She's I was there. talking she to her. Anyway. <coughs> hey, Siri, stop talking. Yeah. Um... One of the things I've done is when I arrive at home, certain lights turn on and my HomePod starts playing a playlist of songs I like. Are they the songs that make you happy? They're the songs that make me happy. They're a playlist called <laughs> Receiving Joy. And I, I update it regularly, yeah. you know, pull some off. Because sometimes maybe a song is like a fun new song that I'm really into. And so it really makes me happy. And then after a little while, I'm like, okay. Like, I've, I've done that one. Yeah. So, but I update it regularly. So when I walk in my house, I hear music that makes me happy. And so what are we getting at? I'm just, I, that was one of my comings and blowings. That's a recommendation oh. Oh. of something you should do. If you have the ability, if you have any sort of smart devices... You know, have them play music you love when you get home. It's just nice when you're carrying the groceries in. Yeah. And Harry Styles is singing, we can find things at anything. You know that one. Yeah. I, I Treat did people know. with kindness. That's yeah. what I was getting at. To feel good. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that feels great. It does. So that's my first coming. What's your first blowing? My first blowing is that, well, I'm having a period right now. Oh, shit. I know. Here's the thing. Like, I have an IUD. Okay. And so... A copper or hormonal? Hormonal. 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 When I, ha- I had a copper once and I bled so much that I would put two tampons inside of me and wear a pad. You thinking about that? Which seems to defeat the purpose. <laughs> Here's so, what's funny about science. Okay. There was one day a white man <laughs> and he said, what if I bent this copper wire into a funny shape <laughs> and put it right inside your hush? And he did. That would stop And then you didn't have a baby. But you- <laughs> But you bled a lot. 
anyway, <clears throat> it is the hormonal. Okay. And I rarely have like a period. And when I do, it's just called breakthrough bleeding. Okay. And even then, it's just like. Sounds this, exciting. It's just this light. Even then, it's just this light pink situation. Do you yell breakthrough bleeding when it happens? <laughs> Like you're getting ready, you're getting out of the shower. I have this bell. And then you go, breakthrough bleeding. I have this cowbell hanging from the ceiling. I go out into the hall and go. Yeah, if we're going to call it breakthrough bleeding, like it needs to have some energy. Yeah, yeah. If we're going to call it light spotting, that's something you can do quietly inside your bathroom. Right. But if we're going to have breakthrough bleeding. Bleeding. And then the cats and the kids all rally around and then they go, okay, now what? Yeah, scream and cheer. No, so. My penis is going inside again. Oh my God. So, anyways, I have the breakthrough bleeding, and okay. I, and rarely <clears throat> is it heavy enough that I need a tampon. Right. <clears throat> Typically, when I have breakthrough bleeding, it's for one of two reasons. Right. It's You've been because, fucked real good. It's because one of my daughters is living with me and our cycles, you know, the hormones oh, and the yeah. a- atmosphere and the air. What a betrayal. It, <laughs> I'd like to blame that on the patriarchy, but I don't think I can. Oh, yeah, you can. The cycle syncing up? Just, look, this is for another episode. Okay. Um, or I'm sexually active. Right. And you're not sexually active right now. Right. I've shut I know things of. down yeah. down there. Like right. we ran out of PPP money. Right. It's so the, it's, <laughs> we're kind of just. It's all just stitched up. And we're kind of temporarily. Up. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> closed for business. Um, <clears throat> all I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. Is how the balls go up inside is, the, the velvet <laughs> is cavity. It the reason for my breakthrough bleeding. Uh huh. Yeah, because you also don't have a daughter living with you. Right, I don't. Just sons. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Are um, any of the cats in heat? Can you sync with the cats? Um, no, <laughs> that has never happened. Okay. Oh my god! How what a mind fuck that would be. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the only thing I can think of is. Uh, Venus is in Capricorn, and okay. Mercury just went direct. Yes. Combined. Thank, thank fucking God. Yeah. Combined with uh-huh. um, a, a new fairy porn book is being released on the 15th. Okay. So your body is preparing. Right. Right. And then throw on top of that. Your body's like, we should moisten this up. <laughs> we should with start. Blood. <laughs> with blood. With <laughs> blood. It's like that line in Lame is they will wet themselves with blood. That's what you're doing. You're wetting yourself with blood to prepare for the fairy porn. I don't understand how I, periods work. Uh, yeah, I know. <clears throat> and then lastly. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> I don't have a last one. I was, I was gonna, I don't, this radio silence is great. <laughs> okay, so my last coming and or blowing is a recommendation. And it's not a TV show. Oh, my we, God. Because we don't, those are not appreciated. Chloe from the mountain just told the kids to shut up because <laughs> she really wants to hear this. So, okay. So it's a book. And I listen to the audiobook. How do you have time when you watch every single show that's ever been made? I listen, like, if you are not listening to audiobooks. Wait, you do listen to audiobooks. No, I know. But you, in all of your spare time. But Watch all the shows. I do. Not as many as Tisha. Tisha, what, Tisha, my ex-wife, watches every show ever made. Amazing. You can never text Tisha and say, have you watched dot, dot, dot. <laughs> she's, she's like, yeah, I finished it like six weeks ago. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but it was just released so listen, yesterday. Audiobooks on the way to work. Okay, okay. Audiobooks while cleaning the house. <clears throat> I mean, you do you do the same thing. Yeah. I can't watch a TV show while I'm folding while well, well, I can while I'm folding laundry. While I'm doing the dishes, no. There you go. I guess who's not doing the dishes? Any of my goddamn children. And guess who's not raw dogging their own thoughts? You. No. Oh god. So no. that's that's where we're going with this. <clears throat> so I also only listened I only read slash listen to queer books. Because I listened to slash read straight books for like the first 35 years of my life. Right, and, and fuck that. And I just I, I just don't care about your straight stories. And it doesn't make sense to you anymore. No, no. Yeah. But every once in a while, a book will break through that I'm that I just have heard so much good stuff about that I'm like, I'm gonna listen to this anyway. So I listened to one of those books and then realized it was queer like halfway through. Oh, thank God, I was so happy. Oh my God. It's called The Seven, Hub- the Seven Husbands <clears throat> of Evelyn Hugo. Okay. It is the story of a Hollywood, an old Hollywood actress in her 80s who was like a big star, you know, in the 50s and the 60s, kind of the golden age of Hollywood. Yeah, as they say. And she decides before she dies that she wants to tell her story. Her name's Evelyn Hugo. She was married <clears throat> seven times, hence the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Oh. She decides to tell her story to a reporter so that that reporter can write her biography after she's gone. And so the the book alternates between the story of the reporter and kind of her own life and what's going on, and then Evelyn Hugo telling the story of Sounds her Sounds like life. Interview with a Vampire, it's, but whatever. Oh, it kind of is. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it kind of is. But the audiobook is great because it's two different women that do the voices of the writer, whose name I can't even remember, and Evelyn Hugo. Mm-hmm. And it feels so realistic. Like, if you're interested in kind of old Hollywood and, like, you know, when actors worked for the studios and then when they became freelance and kind of that whole idea, it, it's, it feels interesting about, like, it feels true to life to that. It's, it has a wonderful <laughs> queer thread that runs throughout it that's yeah. kind of unexpected but lovely. Mm-hmm. Last night while I was doing the dishes, I started crying while listening to it. Oh. And then I finished it while driving to work today and was sobbing like a goddamn baby. <laughs> Walking into fashion place. Walking into my store. Sorry. And luckily, it's fine. Luckily, I was kind of late to work because one of my children forgot his bag today to, for school. You know, he hasn't been to school for like three days, uh, but no. whatever. And he's like, oh, I forgot my bag. So I was kind of late, but I was driving down State Street on my way to work, like sobbing. And I was like, I'm going to walk into work and they're going to think I lost my goddamn bag. Anyway, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, it's so excellent. So excellent. Okay. So Seven read husbands. it. Listen to it. <clears throat> you can get it on the Libby app if you use the Libby app for your public library needs. Oh, I can never get the books I want when I... It is li- that Yeah, it's a little tricky. But um, you got to sign up for both libraries. You got to have Salt Lake County and Salt Lake City. Oh. So, Could you say that again? No, Siri. <laughs> Salt Lake God City. damn it. Salt Lake Siri. She's like, what? Salt Lake Siri. Anyway. Um, That's my coming. I've never seen you cry, I don't think. Oh, really? Yeah. It's so funny because I cry all the time. And <laughs> Not in front of people, Is though. it ugly crying? Uh, it can be. Oh, God. It's only at media. I don't cry at my real life. <laughs> okay, good. Sometimes. A little bit, sometimes. Great. Depends on how much bourbon I've had. <laughs> okay, so do you have any other comings <clears throat> or blowings? I just, no. I, just that the Oscar noms came out today. I'm not going to talk about them today. I want you all to look them up. And watch them all, and then I'll talk about them at a later date. I feel like that could be your ministering visit for this week. It shall. It shall for be. For this month. Um, and here's what I will say about the Oscar noms. 
I never care. I know. I don't care one but tiny like goddamn the, bit. You, you care about the Grammys. I mean, not the Grammys, the Emmys. Not really. Oh, oh, oh. I don't, I, I used to care a lot about award shows, but then I just feel like they just nominate a bunch of stupid stuff that I don't care about, yeah. and so I don't care. What about the Tonys? I do like watching the Tonys. Even though we don't ever make it out to New No, York. and that's why I like the Tonys, because <laughs> it's a chance to see things that I will never get to see in Precisely. real life. You know, so that's yeah. what I enjoy about the Tonys. Especially original Broadway casts. But I just, like, get, I just can't get into the whole Oscar drama, because I just, like, I haven't seen half the movies. It's okay. Half the, was that a ghost again? No, no, it was, uh... Ray knocking your rainbow Apple Watch oh. off the couch. Um, and, and and a lot of times the movies are sad. I don't want to watch sad movies. I want to watch movies about superheroes. The movies can be sad. You watched that one about the dog, right? I did. Today I finished it. And it shows Benedict Cumberbatch's penis? His pee-pee. Okay, then I'll watch that one. Well, okay. And he's, well, I won't give it away. Or should I just Google the penis scene? No, it's not. No, it's not that great of a penis scene. Okay. Well, I'll just tell you. Okay. His character's gay. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Because you're, you're gay. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let's... Are, do any of the other Oscar noms <clears throat> have penises that you can think of off the I've top of your head? I've heard that we see Bradley Cooper's in <gasps> oh, Nightmare Alley. I have heard that as well. Okay. 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 But okay. what is Nightmare Alley about? Is it a horror movie? I, I is don't. Is it about? I don't know anything. But about But Tony it. Collette's in it. <gasps> oh. Yeah. I might have to watch that. And Kate Blanchett. Jesus. And, and Bradley Cooper's and penis. And Rooney Mara. Oh, I like her too. Yeah, yeah. We're kind of screwed. Okay. We kind of have to watch it. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey guy, whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, yeah. He's in Belfast. I haven't oh, heard God. if there's Whoa. a dick shot in that. I know. I have no desire no, to see it. No, those are the kind of Those are the kind of Oscar movies that I just think I would rather just close my head in the garage door <laughs> than watch that movie. <laughs> Well, no, because it has a it has a stopping mechanism. It's not going to kill you. It's just going to squeeze your head gently and then go back up. But meanwhile, Belfast has already started, and I've got other plans. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sister Twain needs to go cough in the other room. So I just I'm going to give you a little update about the plan today. So we had several ideas for top fives that we were bantering about this week. Which one is I- actually true this time. Which is actually true. <laughs> one idea that Sister Twain had was top five things you're going to do when Mary Jo Coco inevitably finds Find this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we had a lot of ideas. We you didn't, didn't even say, a, you, you skipped right over, you didn't say a word, you didn't give it a no. thumbs down. You just. I mean, I put it on the list. It's on the list. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put okay, it on the list. Okay, okay, okay. So validate. I'm actually keeping a list when we come <laughs> up with ideas instead of us just showing up on a Tuesday afternoon. Somebody's got to do it. Double caked up and being like. <laughs> so anyway, so we even had a top five picked. I even wrote my top five. And then Brad Wilcox happened. I mean, that actually happened yesterday. Yeah, but still. But then we were like, we just got to talk we about gotta Brad. We got to fucking do it. So We don't talk about Brad. <laughs> So we're going to take a break, <clears throat> and when we come back, we're going to fill you in if you don't know who Brad Wilcox is and what happened. Oh and then God. the way this is going to be a top five is I'm going to read quotes from Brad Wilcox's talk that he just five gave. Five of them. Five of them, actually. Yeah. One of them is going to be a paraphrase, because I'm taking one of the quotes out and doing a different one. But anyway, and then we're going to re- respond and react to each one. Yes. We don't talk about Brad. You know what some of you are thinking right now? I wish I could chat with Coffee and Twaint. You're thinking, if only this episode was shorter and cost me money. Wait, what? But I got to choose the topic. Right. And it was a half hour exactly. Right. Well, that well, you can. Yeah, you can. 
for just 50 American dollars. With our new PPIs. What's a PPI, you ask? It is not a personal priesthood interview. It's not, although, if you want us to ask about your priesthood, we will. Yeah, we will. If you want us to talk to you like we're an elderly, white, creepy old man, we could do that. Gross. (laughs) But we will, if that's what you're paying for. But you can... It's not a sex thing, though. This makes it sound like it's a sex thing. It's not, unless you want it to be. I mean, we're trying... No, we're not... It can't be a sex thing. Well, I mean, if you want to talk talk about about sex. sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point of it is you can book 30 minutes with us to talk to us about whatever you want. About drinking, about Mormonism, about leaving the church, about dating, about... Parenting. Uh, how to make a Pisco Sour, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how to make a Pisco Sour, but I would research it. I have no idea what you just said. A Pisco is a South American liqueur. I would research it. So, anyway, the link is in our Instagram. Right, on our link tree. <clears throat> we, we have two whole links up there. <laughs> and you get right in, and you pick a time, and you send us 50 bucks, and then we talk. That's it. Right into your ear hole. Bye. Okay, Brad, we're back. <laughs> so we've invited a special guest, Brad Wilcox. Oh, dear God! Young men's... What's his... What is he? Oh, I don't know. He's he's in the young men's general presidency. <laughs> okay. I don't know if he's the president or if he's... But for a long time, he was just CES something or other, right? Yeah, so let's give a little Brad Wilcox herstory for we, those uh, who... Oh, God, no. No, okay. we don't care about the facts. <laughs> so... As a child of the 90s in Utah, <laughs> Brad Wilcox was like the Mormon equivalent of like a cool youth pastor. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like he would speak at EFY, he would speak at Firesides, and he'd like tell it like it is, you know? <laughs> and he was funny and like kind of awesome. And he was the one like a year ago, two years ago, who did the whole like object lesson on a video that's like... Here's why Joseph Smith had to look at the rocks in a hat. Because, oh, like, I Like, when you look at your iPhone... You can't see that. It, it's kind of hard to see, and so kind of, you kind of need to put yeah. it in, in a hat so you can see it better. Yeah. Brad Wilcox's <laughs> brother was also my seminary teacher. <clears throat> so, like, <clears throat> this is a family who is on a mission no, to become not. general authorities. You know what I mean? Probably. Anyway, but there was always something about Brad, a little smarmy and a little condescending and a little bit assholey. Yeah. Anyway, so he uh, rode that gravy train all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell about your affiliation with Brad Wilcox? <laughs> well, I went to EFY twice. Right. Once was in... <clears throat> EFY for the non-mos yeah. is especially for youth. That's what it stands for. Yes, and it's a like a week-long conference that they have at <clears throat> BYU and other places where yeah. you come and stay on campus. Yeah. And it's it's mostly for like... Mormon kids who don't live in Mormon places to come to a Mormon place and be around a bunch of other Mormon kids. But the times I went was in Texas, oh, on okay. the college campus right. in Texas. Right. Uh, although I lived in Oklahoma right. both times. But you you go to talks and you go to firesides and you sing songs. Your and... whole day is filled with uh, talks and workshops, right. and you get to choose what you do. Right. Um, and then in the evening is either a big fireside or a dance or both. Right. Or testimony made But it's like a big Christian, like it's like a Christian youth camp, essentially. S- essentially, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I think it was my second one in Texas in 93. Second EFY. And he was had been a speaker at both 
of course. Right, because that's what he did with the EFY circuit. And I think it was during a testimony meeting that I told some story about my little brother. And he came up to me afterwards and gave me his address, because this was 93. It was before email. Right. And said, will you write that story down for me and send me a photo? Because I want to put it in a book that I'm writing. Great. And was the story about how nice your brother's forearms are? It was. Because <laughs> wouldn't that be funny if that was what he wanted to put in the be book? Funny. <laughs> also weird that you would tell that story. Right. Um, <laughs> and even weirder that an adult man would want to put it in a book. Anyway. So in, but he does have very nice forearms. He really does. In, 90, in the summer of 93, I would have been 17. Right. And Tommy would have been 11. No. Okay. Nine. Oh, so not nice for us. No. 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 Okay. Not there yet. But anyway. nice in all other ways. Just a nice guy. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, my brother. Oh, my God. That's a different story. What a sweetie. So, anyway, I'm, I'm in one of his books. Great. I don't even remember what it's called. Great. I think my mother has it, but my picture's I'm sure in there. I'm sure she does. Yeah. 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 Well, great. So, anyway, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, he has recently come into fame in fame, into inf- infamy. In vogue. Uh, he, because he gave a talk this week at the Alpine Stake Youth <laughs> Fireside. So this was a talk directed at like 12, 13, 14, you know, 15, 16-year-old kids. Yeah. Like this was a talk directed to, to 17, young 18. Where's and there Alpine? Were, Alpine is in Utah County. Yes. Which and is... it's kind of where like the rich white people live. Like, there are no brown people in Alpine. Do you no, think? Does no. a single brown person live in Alpine? No. So, um, it's a very affluent, very white, very conservative, very wealthy community. Mm-hmm. And so he gave a talk there. Anyway, he said a lot of real stupid things. So many. And one of which, will, and we're going to talk about, we're going to get some quotes. One of which has really made the rounds, as it should, because it's horrible. Yeah. But, um, but really, the whole talk is just littered. With just, like, bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so much so that he issued an apology today, mm-hmm. which is, like, unheard of for Mormon leaders. Unheard of! Because the Mormons have officially said they don't <laughs> apologize. Right. And then BYU tweeted something about, like, we are committed to rooting out racism. Yeah, we are deeply, we were deeply concerned right. with his words. We appreciate his right. apology. Right. <laughs> which is funny, because he did something super racist, and then they said... We are committed to rooting out racism. And then they were like, anyway, here's a big check for your next book that we're going to through Deseret Book. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't actually do anything to root out racism, like, which no. is what they said they were committed to. They just, they just pointed out that they were committed to that and pointed out that he had apologized. Yeah. But didn't actually, like, take any action. Like, we've asked Brother Wilcox to attend sensitivity training. We've invited black members of the church to a meeting with Brother Wilcox yeah. to talk about the thing, why he's the things he said were insensitive. We have fired him from his position at BYU. We have, you know, he is no longer in the young men's presence. They didn't do any of that. Never. They just said <clears throat> we saw his apology and we are committed to rooting out racism. Yeah. Two things, really quick. Yeah. The first thing is, do you think that someone in the twelve sat down with him and said, "Here's what your messages really need to be focused on." Um, in 2022, and it's retaining the youth. Yeah. 
And so, I don't know if I so don't, pull out the big guns. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a. I don't know that I would that it's necessarily a specific conversation between him and the twelve. But I would imagine all levels of leadership meetings and trainings in the church right now yeah. are about how do we keep the youth inside the church? How? We've got because to because they the youth. are dropping like flies. Yeah, because they don't give a fuck right. about any of this sh- bullshit. <clears throat> and 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 Brad Wilcox said maybe racism. Just in, just spitballing here. Maybe racism. Oh my God. But um. What was your other thought? My other thought was an actual apology just makes me think of the progmos have the biggest spiritual heart on. They do, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. When they read that apology, they oh, yeah. were like, See? And they were coming in their pants. Yeah. Yeah. And they probably thought, that's because I'm still in the church. I helped make that happen. Well, and here's the thing. <laughs> I will say, like, as apologies go, the apology he wrote was, like, well said. Like, he said, I was wrong. I was misunderstood. I, uh, I sh- you know, should know better, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but it's like, it's the fact, like, so great. Thank you for apologizing. That's great. Like, make some growth. Like, whatever. It's the fact that he said what he said and that, like, it was, like, uploaded to the Alpine Stakes YouTube channel. Yeah. Like, many people, like, heard that and not a sync Because there was obviously, like, an entire bishopric sitting behind him or stake presidency or whatever. Yeah. And not a one of them said... I can't believe Brother Wilcox said that. That was awful. Right. Like why? Like not a single red flag was raised until the internet started having a heyday with it. Yeah. And saying like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me!" In Black History Month, you said this. Yep. So let's get to what he said. Okay. So <clears throat> this is our first quote, and it's obviously the most famous. But then we're going to get into the other doozies. He said, and he and and I just I just want to I just hope I can do justice to the smarmy. And sort of condescending way that he talks. It's so smarmy and condescending. And it's like it's and all. It's yeah. It's always like he's on the verge of crying. Yes. He's just barely getting these words out because yeah. he's gonna start to cry any minute because what he's feeling is so deep. Yeah. Yeah. So what he said is maybe instead of asking, why did the blacks have to wait until 1978? Maybe what we should be asking. <laughs> Is why did the whites and the other races have to wait until 1829? And then he went on to say, like, 1800 years after the Savior was here. So, I, I just, I'm so why recoil, is this I'm bullshit? I'm recoiling. I'm recoiling. Every- <laughs> let's, let's talk about why this is bullshit. Number one, the blacks. The blacks. They are not your next door neighbor. <laughs> you are not going to borrow a cup of sugar from the blacks. I wonder if the blacks are home, I'm going to see if they got today's paper because we didn't get it. That would be an appropriate use of the blacks when you live next to Janice and Thomas Black, your neighbors. That's an appropriate time to use the phrase the blacks. When you're referring to the race of people, we don't say the blacks. We do not. We do not. So that's problem number one. Problem number two is anything. Sentence starting with, well, what about yeah. whites and yeah. all the other races? Right. Any yeah. whataboutism. Yeah. When, you, when you're talking about the oppression of black people in America, <clears throat> any use of whataboutism. Yeah. Well, what about this other group who also had something bad happen to them? Right. No, no. Shut no, the fuck up. No, no. But it was whites and all the other races. It was like, right. what about everyone else except the blacks? Right. Right. Bullshit number three. What the fuck is he trying to say? <laughs> like, what was his point? Like, what what was the point about why the whites <clears throat> had to wait that long? The only thing I can think of 
knowing, having, having listened to many of Brad Wilcox talk in my time. Exactly. The only thing I can think of is that he was saying, we were so wicked as a people that the priesthood could not be restored to us for 1,800 years after Jesus died. Yeah. Okay. But then, but then the extrapolation of that argument would be, and therefore the blacks were even more wicked and what had to wait 150 years say? longer. You know, yeah. <clears throat> so if that's your argument that like, isn't it sad that we were so wicked that we couldn't have the priesthood, you're by extension saying, yeah. but the blacks were also worse and much wickeder and had to wait another 150 years yeah. before they could have it. <clears throat> like, what the fuck? Dude. So oh. it's beyond tone deaf. It's beyond it's so, tone deaf. It's so tone deaf. And and what's so what's so wild to me is A, he said this during Black History Month. Yeah. Which is when, you know, I mean, whatever, you can, you know, these sort of months can be can be used in great ways and they can be used in stupid ways too. But like, but like this should be a month where you're especially conscious of like elevating black voices and sharing black stories and whatever, and not whatabouting the blacks. Mm-hmm. The Blacks, your next oh door neighbors. Oh, my God. Thomas and Janice Black. I want to mention Janice that. makes that lovely cheese ball every <laughs> holiday. Janice Black. You know, Sister Black. Yeah, Janice. Um, but, but what's also toned up to me, and then, I, and then I'll shut up so you can talk. Like, he said this to a bunch of, like, 15-year-olds. Yeah, no. Do you think there were 15-year-olds in that audience? I mean, there probably were asshole 15-year-olds in the audience. But I would guess that a bu- most of the kids in that audience were like, the fuck are you talking exactly, about? Exactly, like, exactly. Like kids today, <clears throat> by and large, and I'm not saying this to say like racism is done or we're post-racial or anything like that, but like kids today, like this kind of stuff doesn't jive with them. No, they don't listen to this not. and go like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They heard that and probably went, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? All I can think is in his stupid old brain, right? <clears throat> he's thinking, how can I really appeal to their emotions. Yeah, yeah. And it's that we had to wait so long for the priesthood power that the Mormons right. are... What he's saying was the better question was, why aren't we looking at the oppression of the Mormons? Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah, why are we focused on just this small oppression of the blacks by the Mormons? Look, why are we not looking look, at the... Louis C.K., no one asked you <laughs> to masturbate of in front of them. yeah. Yeah. So, okay, what's the second one? I mean, okay, so anyway, he's a piece of shit. I just remembered, there's so many quotes. I just remembered another quote that our Lord and Savior CJ sent us that I want to incorporate into this talk. So I might group some of these quotes together. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so the next quote, um, these these kind of go together. So I'm going to read two quotes that kind of go together. Okay. You want to walk away from the church? Walk away from anything that's men any that's made anything in your life count or matter beyond this life. You want to walk away from the church? Walk away from anything. Wait, that oh, that's the same quote twice. That's why they sounded the same. If you walk away from this religion, you lose everything. And he it was a whisper. Everything that whisper. truly matters most. Stay put. Yeah. Stay strong. Yeah. Look for every possible reason there is to stay and there is to share. Scare tactics. If your daughter <clears throat> was dating someone yeah. and that person said to your daughter, if you walk away from this relationship, you will lose everything. <laughs> Look for every possible reason there is to stay in this relationship. Yeah. You would be like, get, get the fuck out. The he's, a, fuck he's a murderer. Out. He's yeah. going to... 
He's going to cut your skin into ribbons and dance around a maypole with it. And also the obvious, like, if leaving a belief system means you lose everything. Yeah. Hashtag cult. Right. And and here's the here's the real question that I want to ask because there's been some kind of fun and interesting responses on Twitter where people have said like, oh, why don't reply to this tweet with everything you've gained since leaving the church or whatever. And mm-hmm. I think that's a very interesting argument. But like literally, I want a Mormon to tell me. I want an active Mormon to tell me, what do you think you're going to lose when you walk away from the church? Yeah. Like what – like, even if I put my Mormon <clears throat> brain back on and, like, my Mormon lenses of viewing the world, maybe you lose your family. Yeah. But that means your family is a piece of shit. Assholes anyway. Because they only love you because you're part of this religion. They don't really love you for who you are. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's the idea that you lose some sort of heavenly reward or exaltation you, or whatever. Yeah, this fantastical actual kingdom. Right. Where you get a mansion. Let's right. not forget yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. promised a mansion. But like what but like what are you actually losing in this life? Are you losing <clears throat> the fact that you have to donate ten percent of your income right. to billionaires yeah. even though you might be barely able to pay your own bills? Yeah. Are you losing that? Yeah. Are you losing, like, that you no longer have to, like, dress all your kids up in scratchy clothes and drag <laughs> them to a meeting house where every Sunday? Where they are fucking miserable. Where they're miserable and you're arguing with them and you're like, don't you fucking dare. Yeah. You know, you're like. You're pinching them in You're pinching meeting. them to shut the fuck up yeah. because they're making you look bad. Like, yeah. you lose that. That's <clears throat> what you lose. Yeah. And instead of that, you get to just, like, sleep in on Sundays, have a pot of coffee, Maybe yeah. go on a hike. Imagine. Play some video games. Wow, sounds divine. But here's the thing. Both Mary Jo Coco and my mother, Anita or Rita, whatever, would say this life doesn't matter. Right, that's true. And you know what? Good for you. All that pain and suffering doesn't matter. Great. Because you, you, you get a pretty mansion. It. You can have all that pain and yeah. suffering. Good for you. Take it. I don't want it. Anyway, it's it's absolute cult speak. Yeah. And, and also just this idea that he says, walk away from anything that's made your life count or matter beyond this life. <laughs> you're in a room of like 17-year-olds mm-hmm. and you're going to say nothing in your life matters but this except what you do within right these here. four walls. Yeah. That feels safe. That's That feels helpful for the mental health of 17-year-olds <clears throat> exactly. who are already like struggling with their identity and struggling with depression and dealing with a world that's ravaged by COVID and dealing yeah. with climate change. Like that's a really helpful thing to say to them like – this, the things that happen in these four walls are the only things in your life that matter. Yeah, yeah. And what does that say to the kids that are already struggling or already questioning or already don't have a testimony or already don't feel like they belong in the church? Yeah. And you're standing at the pulpit saying, I am called of God. Yeah. I was chosen by the mouthpiece <clears throat> of the Lord to come and speak to you today. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I am telling you that this is the only place that matters. And so if you don't fit in here and you're not successful here, you don't fucking matter. It reminds me of in the movie Lady Bird. Um, I thought you were going to say in the movie Lady Hawk. No. <laughs> where that lady turns into a hawk. <laughs> All right, I've got a great idea for a movie. It's about a lady that turns into a hawk. We'll call it Lady Hawk. Anyway, that's a great movie. And there's this little... Remember when she lays in the depression in the ground? And because this... when the sun comes up, yeah. that's what turns her into a hawk. Right. So she's in the shadows a little bit longer. And right. then they can see each other for a moment. Because doesn't he turn to a wolf or yes. something? Yes, So she's a hawk during the day. Yeah, yeah. And he's a wolf at night. Right. And they have that moment where she lays in the little depression. And so they're kind of in between. Yeah. And they see each other for a moment. And then she's like... Ah! Right. And then she flies right. away. Right. Anyway. And the, the comedy m- relief will be this young monk. And guess what? We're going to cast... 
Matthew Broderick. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot okay. about that. Anyway, so in the movie Lady Hawk. No, Lady Bird. Okay. Uh, what's the gal's name who Lori plays Metcalf. the mom? Lori Metcalf. Lori Metcalf. Her tactic in trying to get her daughter to behave the way she wants is to shoot her down all the time. Right. Well, you're not going to Yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, you're certainly not going to right. make the right. grades. Yeah. Well, you're certainly not going to be the right. one to blah, blah, blah. As if that's going to kick her into gear to make her want to be... Right, something better. All the yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does the opposite. Right. In fact, there's a scene where she literally... The daughter, Schwarza... Schwarzy? I think her. I think it's pronounced... <laughs> the daughter... Played by Academy Award nominee Keith Ronan. Fuck you. <laughs> Literally throws herself out of a car. That's yes, what you're going to say. That's moving at 50 miles an hour. The youth of Alpine <laughs> figuratively threw themselves yes. out of a car last night when Brad Wilcox told them that nothing in their life matters <laughs> except the church. Oh my God. Okay, okay let's yeah, take number, a break. Okay, let's take a break, sure. And then we're going to come back for numbers... Three, I don't know, two, three, three, three four, seven, five. and twelve. It's going to be a speed through. What do they call it? A rapid fire. Patreon ad rapid fire. Patreon.com slash hot drinks. Yes. Here's what you get you get if you pay a dollar. This is so not rapid fire. <laughs> you get, here's what you get. One dollar, you get nothing. Two, three dollars, you get Dimmy Toss episodes. Five dollars, you get you get Dimmy Toss episodes. And a ministering visit, close quote. $10 you get. <laughs> um, you get the other things I just said and the Twain and Coffee's Guide to Leading Mormonism. What's the next one? $20 you get. You get um, a, tar- a tarot reading? We haven't done one of those for like two years. And then $50 you get a, 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 a Hot Drinks After Dark episode. You can, and you can pay monthly or you can pay yearly. If you pay yearly, do you get a discount? Yes. How much of a discount? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Bye. <laughs> quit, That's it. That's quit the being end. so greedy. That's the end of the episode of the ad. And the episode. And well. Good night. This episode's <laughs> over. Turn your podcast off. No, no, no. Breaking news. Breaking news. Literally breaking. This just came through. From CJ. Uh, ticker tape. Right. The tick- what does the ticker tape say <laughs> over there, Maurice? <laughs> Um, it's a text message from CJ and Christ. What is, read it out loud, Maurice. Are you going to read it? In, Debbie. Okay, so we don't know a lot of specifics, but we presume someone shared this post on Facebook of Brad's horrible talk. Yeah. And someone wrote like, what a racist piece of shit cunt fuckhole. That's or all something. we can imagine. That's all we can imagine. And, and, <laughs> and Debbie Wilcox responded, D-E-B-I. And Sister Twain's going to do a dramatic reading of her response on the Facebook. Seriously? You sound like someone who would be the first to hammer in the nails on Christ's cross. I mean, let's just take a moment. (laughs) Let's take a moment there. Your husband being called a racist for saying (laughs) racist things is the equivalent of the people who nailed a, a man to a piece of wood. You know, to be fair, Brad's not going down. Oh, is that what Debbie said? No. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were still reading Debbie. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Are you going to read the whole thing? Yeah. You should read the whole thing. Okay, of course go. I am. Okay. I suggest you listen to the talk in the spirit of humility. Oh. And you might understand what was trying to be explained. He was not 
racist nor anti-feminism. He was not anti-feminism. <laughs> he was not racist or anti-feminism. Nor demeaning of other Christian peoples, etc. Can I give you a note? Yeah. I feel like you sound a little bit like a valley girl. Oh. I want it a little bit more like a relief, like a like the that's second what, counselor in the Young Women's General Presidency. That's what I was presidency. going for. I, I feel, like, it, I feel <clears throat> like you can do better. You want me to talk like Sherry <laughs> do? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I thought he explained several issues. I like this better. In a very clear Tolerant, tolerant, tolerant. Yeah, an understanding manner. The word tolerance basically means like I don't dry heave when I see you. <laughs> like when people are like, we need to be tolerant of our gay brothers and sisters. It means like I, I we need to not actually throw up when they walk into the room. Exactly. I'm sorry, I gave you a note. That was rude. You're a professional actress. And was trying. <laughs> I shouldn't give you notes about your performance. Five minutes later, and was trying to explain. That there are reasons God reveals things in their time. Right. The youth, all caps, need. The youth no, need. Some answers in this very contradictory, contentious world. It's funny that this is a contradictory world. Because what that means is the church <clears throat> has lied to them. And now the truth has come out. <laughs> so we live in a contradictory world. That makes sense to them. And I thought he did that in a brilliant manner. Oh, right. I believe. Do you think she sucked his knob off that night? No. Oh, no. It's against. She polished that knob? No. Okay. I believe the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints has some truths that are not found elsewhere. Does that make. (laughs) Elsewhere was really well done. Thank you. Elsewhere. Does that make other churches wrong? Of course not. We love and respect all current cultures and peoples, nations, and religions. There are great people everywhere. But literally the church teaches that other churches are wrong. Uh, they like absolutely it's literally do. a key doctrine of the yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's in the yeah. the 13, It's in the discussions. The it's 12. In the, yeah, How it's, many articles? Okay. It's, uh, there are harsey of them. It's, yeah. <laughs> it is you that is small-minded and trying to stir up contention where no contention existed. People are making a huge, wait. And then it's like one line left. Oh, okay. Huge, in all caps. Right. Mountain out of a molehill. Fuck molehill. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. I would like to officially rescind all of my notes I gave you about acting. Because when you said molehill. And what was the other one? Elsewhere. Elsewhere. I'm sorry. I should never give you acting Contention. notes. That was brilliant. That's fine. That's Contention. Fine. That was, anyway, that was... I, was a, I got a little too big for my britches. That was... Debbie. You know, and I, I didn't have a chance to rehearse because that just came through the ticker tape. It literally just came through the ticker tape. Yeah. Cindy's over there transcribing it right now. <laughs> She's sweating. So you don't She's think... drinking a You Red don't Bull. think that night Debbie was like, Brad, that talk was so good. Take your pants and your garment God! bottoms off. God! Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> Take those dockers and your garment bottoms he off, Brad. would run... <laughs> So fast, there would be a Brad Wilcox shaped hole through the front Why door. Why is it so funny to think of, <laughs> of Debbie Wilcox polishing Brad's mouth yeah. after that talk? Never, I will never. This is what John Delin's not saying. This is why you come this to hot drinks. Because no other more, no other prog postmo podcast, mm. not a not a one, is talking about how maybe Debbie Wilcox said seductively to Brad, "Take off your garment bottoms." <laughs> I imagine like mixed faith couples where the wife has left and she's a gentle listener, right? Right. right. The husband's still in it. Right. Because he don't want no, he won't 
understand yeah. his worth at all. It's fine. If he leaves. Yeah. And she tries to get him to listen to some John Delenn stuff. Right. And it's right. just like, he's, it's just not resonating with right. me. And then one day she's in the she's kitchen. Like, take off your garment bottoms. No, no. One day she's in the kitchen. Sipping from her bullet bourbon bottle that she hides behind. It's like a it's like a forty four ounce so delicious cup, <laughs> but it's full of forty four ounces of bourbon. <laughs> right. And she's like, "Okay, it's time to introduce him to hot drinks." <laughs> she's like, "Come in the kitchen, honey. <laughs> Take off your garment bottoms. <laughs> put on put on these headphones." Like it's an aphrodisiac. <laughs> Jesus. I just think it's so funny because there's nothing less sexy than the phrase "take, <laughs> take off, off your garment bottoms." bottoms. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh anyway, shoot. Okay. Well, we are three. okay. Three, four, and five. Boom. boom oh boom. god. Hold on. Before okay. My kid texts me and says, "Come pick me says up." Says he needs work. a ride. Um. Okay. If you walk away from the church. All right. So the number three is. I don't have the actual quote because I saw it on a TikTok. Because this has been my whole TikTok for you page. <laughs> is people responding to the Brad Wilcox. <laughs> and he said, I'm going to paraphrase it. So just if you are, if you're using this podcast to testify in a court of law, please make it clear that this right. is me this paraphrasing. Is not this is not a direct quote. This is not a scholarly publication. But he said, the other day a young man came up to me and, and had left the church and he said, well, I believe in God and I believe in Jesus, but I don't believe in Joseph Smith anymore. And you know what I said to him? Do you know how stupid you sound? <laughs> like that is a quote. He oh said, do you God. know how stupid you sound? Oh my God. You just said God and Jesus, like they're two people. Well, yeah, the young man said. Well, who taught you that? Joseph Smith oh, is oh, the one who oh, taught you oh, that. Oh, 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 oh. So it's that it's that age old Mormon treasure of if you believe in one tiny bit of it, you have to believe in it all. If you believe in God, which you know lots of people do, then therefore you must believe in Joseph Smith, the pedophile rapist. Sister Twain has put on her full on uh, little Edie outfit for this segment because she was not prepared. You know, I was watching The Vow. Okay. And we talked about the vow in this podcast, but it's about the next, the Nexium cult. Right. And in one of the latter episodes of the nine episodes, um, he says, excuse me, in one of his like living room chats, right? Abuse is a made up. Human construct. Oh, okay, okay. And he says that to cover his ass. Right, because he's abusing people. Right. Right, right. And, like, that is the height of gaslighting. Yeah. That's happening here with Brad Wilcox. Yeah. Are, are you stupid? You must be stupid. <clears throat> yeah. Just the idea that, like... I, well, first of all, just the idea that he thinks that the way to convince kids, young people, to stay in the church is to call them stupid. <laughs> like, right. that's, you know, that's problem number one. It's, but, yeah, yeah just, this, just this idea that completely erasing someone else's experience or yeah. what they've learned or what they cared about. And also just this fucking idea that Mormons think that they have a monopoly on, like, God. One of the first defining 
factors of a cult is there is someone that you revere and do not question right as much as you would a deity right and that is joseph smith right. and the mormons just this idea i mean i even have very active mormon friends who don't really fuck with joseph smith because they're like that fucker was a creepy fucker <laughs> You know, like that, that go to church and have testimonies and pay tithing. But they're like, please don't talk to me about that dirty motherfucker (laughs) who tried to, who tried to molest 14 year olds, you know? So this idea that somehow questioning the veracity of Joseph Smith, who was a treasure hunter, a rapist, a pedophile, all these things somehow makes you like less of a Christian. He's just, just, (coughs) it's pulling out the big guns. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to pause. Okay. And remind everyone. Yeah. This was all in one talk. <laughs> this was not. We two still. More well, really, just go. one more because there was the ones that were doubled up. And oh, then I okay. That's well, fine. there's one other. I'll, okay, I'll read but the one we did other. Read Debbie's thing. Right. I'm going to read the one <clears> other <throat> that's less interesting, and then I'm going to come back to the to the big one that I think is a good finisher. Yeah. So number four is this quote: that's "Showbiz baby. Christianity has a problem, a huge problem. Jesus said, get baptized or you're not going to heaven.'" Which also, like, Jesus is a dick if he said that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and yet most people in the world have never heard of the name of Jesus Christ, let alone been baptized. That's a problem. Do you realize we're the only church that has the solution? So that's kind of gross. To baptism? Well, like, all these people haven't heard of Jesus. The only way they can get to heaven is if they believe in Jesus and are baptized. Right. We're the only church that can do that for them. <laughs> I mean, that's just stupid. It's like so and it's so wordplay. And it's so colonial, you know, like like uh, in the sense that it's like what a colonizer would say. You know what I mean? That's it's what, like yeah, colonial means. Right. <laughs> but I just mean I was trying to clarify. I don't mean colonial like the time period. Oh, oh. I mean like these are the words of a colonizer. Yeah. yeah. Who's like unless you believe in this, like unless you man from, you know, like from from. Oh my gosh, Zimbabwe? I've had too much. Yeah, like man from completely non-Christian nation have heard of this yeah man named Jesus Christ you will never be saved yeah you know can you can you believe it it's very colonial my kid that he's ready for me to pick him up Jesus fuck the Christ from work what if I go pick him up and just bring him here and we'll finish do you want to do that yeah okay so then we'll come back with number five so hold tight gentle listeners I'll be about 25 minutes so if you want to throw in a load of laundry now's a good time If you want to, I mean, you could watch one episode of Just Like That, the Sex and the City right. sequel. Right, or Adventure Time. You, you watch two adventure <laughs> episodes of Adventure Time. Oh, that's true. They're like 11 minutes yes, long. So you perfect. get two of those in. You get a twofer. And mm. then you'll be back with your child. Mm-hmm. We'll put all the cats on him. Yeah. And then we'll do number five, which, stay tuned, ladies. It's about the ladies. <laughs> stay you're tuned, not, You're not going to want to miss this, ladies. It's about the ladies. Okay. Okay, bye. Those were really good episodes of Adventure Time. <laughs> How's your child? Fine. He's not here. He's not here. We, I dropped him off on you the side. You killed him. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, well, I've had some time to think while you were gone. Oh, uh-oh. I played a little bit of The Witcher. 
the video game. Oh yeah, I'm playing. I hundred percent playing the video game, The Witcher, which kind of makes me want to watch the TV show, The Witcher. Uh It's very straight. I mean, the video game is very straight. Yeah. It shows titties, but it does not show anything of The Witcher. Uh-huh. I'm a little annoyed about it. Right, anyway, right. Here's, some, here's one thing that I think. As we've gone through this whole episode, you know, Brad Wilcox is a real person, a human being with feelings, and I hope tonight that he feels like a piece of shit. <laughs> I just hope wherever he is, he is sitting in his bed in his garment bottoms and garment top, <laughs> and he just feels a knot in his stomach. Yeah. And he just feels like a piece of fucking garbage. And he yeah. just knows that he really fucked up. Yeah. That the prophet is mad at him. Uh-huh. That like the youth of the church are mad at him. Yeah. That Debbie embarrassed herself by trying to defend him. Yeah. I mean, he probably isn't feeling these things, but I just hope wherever he is, he feels like a piece of shit. Uh-huh. That's what I want for him. Okay. As a human being. As right. a child of God. I'm glad you... As one right. child of God to another child of God. I hope that tonight you feel like a piece of absolute fucking garbage. Yeah, I hope... And you hate yourself. I'm glad you put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so for our final Brad Wilcox quote, um, I have to go back to another um, text message from CJane where she texted us. Oh, God. I'm clicking on the wrong things on the group thread. um, Where she texted us some real amazing quotes. Yes. That were posted by someone online. Are you ready? Yeah. This one's kind of long. It's about... It's several... Messages long. Tweets. Several tweets long. Oh, wait. Hold on. Are they out of order? Why does it start with number four? Did she send us only these four? What's happening? Um, or is this just something with the way my phone is? Hold on. I hold have four, five, six, and seven. Do we have one, two, and three? Hold on, people. This is the quality you expect from hot drinks. Okay, okay, here it is. It's it's right here. Oh, you've got the whole thread. Okay, yeah, yeah. ready. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so... Uh, okay, here, here, here's Brad. Open quote. <laughs> Why don't women have priesthood keys? And this was to the young women, just the young women, right? Oh, I thought this was all in the same talk. Oh, but it was I'll, the same day... Oh, yeah. He just said, looks like the, the this tweet, this is from Katie Rich 87. I don't know who she is. Looks like the Alpine Utah West Stake channel on YouTube has removed the Brad Wilcox fireside. I'll add a little of what he told the young women there about women and the priesthood. So he probably said it in the fireside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Same fireside. I'd like to address the young women directly. That's probably tonight. what he said. Yeah, yeah. Why don't women have the priesthood keys? Well, not everyone needs them. Ladies, have you ever thought of that? <laughs> He just solved feminism. Oh, my God. Just those who are part of this organizational structure. How many men in the ward have priesthood keys? Four. The bishop, the elders quorum president, the teachers quorum president, and the deacons quorum president. Let's just, I don't even know if I can take a moment on that bit of Mormon doctrine. (laughs) That the only people with keys are an old man, a 35-year-old man who's probably gay, a Uh 14-year-old, and a 12-year-old. Those are the four people who have the keys of god isn't that old man gay man 14 year old 12 year old strengthens my testimony you know those shirts that will be like for sex in the city and they say samantha and carrie and miranda and che and whatever we should have a we should have a shirt that says old man gay man 14 year old and 12 year old write that down becky oh my god so girls we're back to brad here open quote so girls don't mix keys up with influence 
we're certainly not saying the only ones who have influence in the church are those four. Surely there are others at all levels of the church who have great influence without having keys. Surely. Don't mix those up. Again, gaslighting. Yeah, yeah. Don't think that's there. Don't think that's something that's needed to be able to make a difference. What else don't women have? Penises. Yeah. Well, no, he says priesthood ordination. But they don't have balls. Prostates. They don't have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have prostates. What does a prostate do? It's what makes the semen. Oh, you don't have those. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I grew one in the last year. You know what I'm saying? Possibly. We never know with COVID. Yeah. They don't. We don't know all the effects of long form COVID. <laughs> Wait, long it's not form. called long form. <laughs> it's called long haul COVID. Long form. Are you thinking about ice skating? I'm thinking of like long. Yeah, the long form Division. program or like long form improv. Division. Yes. Okay. Anyway, what else don't women have? Penises. Penises. I'm sorry. Oh. Priesthood ordination. They're not ordained to the priesthood. In case you didn't know what priest ordi- right, ordination right. meant. Yeah. Well, how come they're not ordained to the priesthood? Maybe we're asking the wrong question. Just like Here we, we asked the wrong question about Janice and Evan Black, I our think, next door I neighbors. Think that was the name of his talk. <laughs> maybe we're asking the wrong question. By Brad Wilcox. What, what if we just had a shirt that said, maybe we're asking the wrong question? <laughs> like, is that funny enough? <laughs> yes. Okay. Brad Wilcox. We'd have to. Let's do that. Put his name on it. Let's fucking do it. Here, okay, I'm about to read what Brad says. And, and this is about why women don't have the priesthood. And if you've been a Mormon for, for 10 minutes, I'll give you a nickel if you can guess this answer. Because it's the oldest feminist argument. It's the oldest anti-feminist argument in the book. God, so like disgusting. we stopped making this argument in 1962. Yes! Maybe we should be asking, why don't they need to be? Yeah, Girls, how many of you have ever entered a temple to perform ordinances? I imagine some young ladies raise their hands. Raise their hand, yeah. Okay, do you realize you have done something that no man on the earth can do? I can't, I can't. There is no male on this planet who can enter the temple to perform ordinances without being ordained. And yet you just waltz right in. I can't, I can't. As C-Jane pointed out, after sitting in a closed room with an older man who asked you questions about your sexual purity. Right. But after that... You just waltz right in to a temple built by men, run by men, where men hold all the power and authority. Uh You just waltz right in. Yeah. Um, And yet you just waltz right in with your tits. Yes. So what is it that sisters are bringing with them from a pre-mortal life (laughs) that men are trying to learn through ordination? See, y'all... You've, I bet you've never thought of that. I bet if you had thought of this before, you wouldn't have left the church. Mm-hmm. But what you didn't think of, Ashley, is that women don't need the priesthood because you're already more righteous. Uh-huh. Men need it because oh. we're big dumb pigs. Yes. You Had you thought of this before? Um, No, what I thought of is... Of course not because you're a woman. Why would you have thought of I this? I wouldn't have. I needed a man to tell mm. me that. But what I had thought of was... Oh, why would I want that? I don't need I more responsibility. Maybe that's the question. Back to Brad. Open quote. Yeah. Maybe that's the question that ought to be keeping us up at night. Are, have you been kept up at night by that question? <laughs> why would I want it? Why would I, I need don't, it? I don't know what I, the I question don't... is. Women aren't part <laughs> of the organizational structure, apparently. I mean, I didn't know, but apparently. This, oh, that's This is still Brad. Over. Yeah. That's real smooth. Don't need keys. They just have something special and unnamed and unidentifiable. The vagina. (laughs) It's called the vagina. It's called the clitoris, and I've never seen it. Women 
have something special and unnamed, the clitoris, and undefinable, the clitoral, the clitoral hood. The clitoris is unnameable. The clitoral hood is undefinable. He's never seen it. Sister Wilcox, take your garment bottoms off. I'm about to find the clitoral hood. Well, I don't take them off, but when we do our she love making, she pulls them aside. She pulls just, them aside. I pull them apart <laughs> to find the clitoral in the hood. opening. This is what Brett. This is what John Wilkes Booth. What's his name? John DeLynn is not giving you. John DeLynn on his podcast has never said, "Take your garment <laughs> or take your garment bottoms off." Anyway, anyway, close quote. So that, that, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary friends, is the zinger that Brad finished with. Is maybe, hold on, everyone stop and think about it. Have have you ever stopped to consider that maybe the the reason women don't have the priesthood is because they're they're just righteous already. We men are big dumb oafs. And you ladies, you already got it all figured out. We don't need the priesthood. We do, because otherwise we're going to fumble through the life and just jerk off on the Book of Mormon. But you ladies have the, don't need it. Anyway. Golly. Take your garment bottoms off, Sister Wilcox. <laughs> it's time to find the clitoral hood. <clears throat> I don't know what else there is to say. I know. We could talk more about Debbie's clitoral hood. Do you? <laughs> I mean, we could. I feel like I've been talking a lot as a man. I want to know, do you have a response to that condescending, passive-aggressive, gaslighting <clears throat> bullshit that Brother Wilcox just delivered to you about why you don't need the priesthood? Here's my response. Great. Why do we know people who are still in this church? It's a great question. Why the actual fuck... Yeah. And I would venture to guess it's because they believe in a literal celestial fucking kingdom. Yeah. Have you ever met a Mormon woman, like whether in this time outside of the church or when you were in the church, who bought that argument that women don't <clears throat> need the priesthood because they're more righteous? Oh, naturally. all the time. Oh, you did? Oh, all the time. Oh, I thought women saw right through that. No, oh, oh no. okay. Oh, not the women I knew. Okay, okay. And I was I, wrong. And I live. I stand corrected. I've lived, uh, I've experienced Mormonism in many states and even in another country. Right. <clears throat> Some might know that you used to live in Cedar City, which is a different state. Louisiana, a different state. Oklahoma, South Texas. Dillon, Texas, where the Dillon Panthers play. What? It's a Friday Night Lights. It's a TV show. Okay, so, okay, I stand corrected. I just assumed that that whole bullshit about how women don't need the priesthood was a story that men told because it get, it let them have their handsome man chuckles and feel good about themselves. Brother Coffee. <clears throat> I uh, didn't realize women bought into that. I even bought into it. <gasps> okay. Yeah. <Interesting>. Okay. <laughs> I truly fucking did. Wow, okay. That's <clears throat> fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I thought sometimes God made us gay as for a challenge for us to work through. I mean, yeah. I mean we all had our things. We all have. <laughs> okay. Well, I've learned something tonight, and not just from Debbie Wilcox. 
You learned something from Twain. I learned something from you. Not that only women bought into that gaslighting. Is Twain bleeding? Oh, as I we forgot. Speak. Yes, yeah. From my Twain. Right. Not from your Twain. I mean, from that's anyway. Twain is an umbrella term. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> everything down in the business. Yeah, it's twat. Do you like how taint. when I said the business, I spread my legs? <laughs> Physically and, and did in a the large room. circle. I did a circle with your in hand. In case you weren't clear what business <clears throat> I was talking about. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like it's time to wrap up. Yeah. <clears throat> so here's how you can support us. There are three ways that I want to share. <laughs> you what am I gonna do with you? Number one, we have a hugs. Patreon. <laughs> Number I'm, there are four ways I'm gonna share. <laughs> Number one, hugs. <laughs> Fucking love a hug. And if that hug evolves into a, I knew a gentle shoulder rub. I knew it. It's all I want. It's all I goddamn want. <coughs> Sometimes when I'm at work, <clears throat> I sit and I try to send out I need a shoulder rub energy. I don't say anything because I don't want to be the creepy old man at work that's like, hey, hey, Cindy, do you right. want to rub my shoulders? All you do is you just kind of roll your shoulders. No, I don't even physically do anything because I don't. And then you just look Nope, look I just send the energy. I just sit there and in my head I think, I hope someone can sense that I need my shoulders rubbed. Anyway, right. there are four ways you can support us. Number one, hugs and shoulder rubs. Yeah. Number two, our Patreon, patreon.com slash hot drinks. You get bonus episodes. These are the kind of bonus episodes you get where we talk about Mormon things. I mean, we talk about those <clears> regular <throat> things. And too. by the way, John, by the way, another Mormon. We're taking, <laughs> we're taking next week, we're taking down John, by the way. Oh, fuck me. Remember John, by the way? I anyway. Do. Sorry, okay. what? Um, <clears throat> our one and only After Dark patron. Right. Wants this month's After Dark to be about you, boo. Okay, well, we could talk about that on Patreon. I'm just saying. So that's the number one way you can support us. Stay tuned. Patreon.com slash hot drinks. Hugs. Patreon. Hugs. Three. Number three. Three. PPIs. PPIs. So they're this new thing we're trying. Yeah. It's a personal priesthood interview. You get 30 minutes with us. Uh-huh. To talk about whatever you want. <clears throat> it's 50 Answer bucks. questions at 50 bucks. We, we do, split we set it up a Zoom evenly. Call. We split it evenly. We pay Uncle Sam first, and then we split it evenly. Oh, thanks for saying that. We set up a Zoom call for yeah. legal reasons. We always pay taxes on the money we bring in. Uh-huh. <clears throat> we set up a Zoom call, and we talk about whatever you want. Whatever the fuck you want. We, we probably don't show body parts, but it depends on how many drinks Sister Twain has had. Oh, I will show them without drinks. Oh, Okay. Uh, if but, I feel but like it. Legally, we're not promising that. Right. Oh, no. For legal and, reasons, that's a joke. And we won't really. No. But we have had some really, really fun PPIs where we have talked to people about leaving the church, <laughs> about dating, about sex, about our yeah. own lives, yeah. about we showed someone how to make some cocktails. So you can really talk about whatever you want. And for those, all of these links are in, if you go to our Instagram, which is Hot Drinks, the links are in our Linkly, Linktree, Linkly, Linkly, Linkly. Two whole links there. <clears throat> you can link to Patreon or the hot drinks we or the link, PPI. We could link to our hug calendar. Oh, we should set up a hug calendar. <laughs> um, and then the number four <clears throat> way you can support us, just tell a friend. Just tell a friend about hot drinks. Yeah. And don't just tell a friend. I want you to send a specific episode to a yes, friend. That. I want you to say... I, my cat is literally trying to put her head inside <laughs> my mouth right now. Just as we're wrapping up the episode, she's like, breathe. she's like, while you wrap up, I'm just going to put my <laughs> snout inside your mouth. <laughs> but I want you to say to your friend, here's a great episode where, where my friends Coffee and Twain talk about the top five things they want in their porno. Yeah. For example. Or your friend says, can you believe that bullshit that motherfucker Brad Wilcox fucking said? And you say, <laughs> and you say to your friend, 
take off your garment <clears throat> bottoms. Do I have a podcast for you? And then you send them this episode. So that's how that works. Telling friends generally about hot drinks, we love it. Yeah. Sending friends a specific episode about hot drinks. We really love it. We're hard. (laughs) Take off your garment bottoms. We're hard. Both of us. Um, Becky, take off your garment bottoms. We're hard. Maybe that's a mug. I don't think you can wear a t-shirt that says take off your garment bottoms. That's fair. At least in Utah. But maybe it's a mouse pad. I need to put that in my nose. <laughs> or like a scarf. <laughs> so that when it's tied around your neck, you can't read it. But when you lay it out flat, it says, yes. take, out your, take off your garment bottom, Sister Wilcox. Take off your bottom. She's <laughs> writing a note with her voice dictation while we record a podcast. Sister Wilcox could get ended up in there. Sister Wilcox, take off. <laughs> anyway, you can write that after we finish wrapping this episode. So this has been Hot Drinks. Send it to a friend. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon. <clears throat> sign up for a PPI. Or follow us on Instagram. And you will always get great free content from us. But if you're rich, yeah. then you should give us money. Because we're not rich. And oh. that's what Elizabeth Warren would want. <laughs> <laughs> and good night. <laughs>